Hello and welcome back to the Seven Skills for the Future podcast series. I'm Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by my producer James. Hello everybody. So today I'm going to continue with my introduction to one of the seven skills. So just to recap, they are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, optimism, being proactive and resilience. And this introduction looks at the skill in a bit more detail, looking more at what it is, why we need it, and some easy ways that you can start developing it. And today's skill is integrity. Okay, that sounds good. Can you give us a better idea about exactly what you mean by integrity? Yes, I can, James. Actually, integrity was one of the most challenging chapters to write in my first edition of the book. And also in our in the workshops we run, it's often the hardest one for participants to actually conceptualize and make sense of it. And I think it's because integrity is a word that you hear, and you might hear it quite a lot, but it's not a word that people spend a lot of time thinking about in terms of, of, of what it is, yet people feel strongly about it too. So if you sort of, you know, challenge someone's integrity, they're likely to respond quite quite strongly. And integrity comes from uh, the Latin, the word integer, which means whole or complete. So it's about this inner sense of wholeness, which comes from qualities like honesty and um, consistency of character. And that's probably why people feel quite strongly about it if you challenge them on it. So integrity um, can be linked to the things that people value and the things that people hold important. So it will vary from person to person. So what you value and the principles that you hold may not be the ones that I value and the ones that I uphold. So you can think of integrity uh, a bit like a, a moral compass. So holding true to your values and holding true to your beliefs and then choosing to live by these in your day-to-day life. So it comes back to character, really. Um, it's what you do when no one else is looking. It's heavily dependent on on what you believe to be right and how you choose to behave. And I guess the question here is, is character something that you develop? Is is it a skill that you can actually develop or is it something that you just have? Okay, so... Do you think that integrity is particularly important at the moment? Yes, I actually believe it's more important than ever. I think it's always been important, but we live in a world where we can reinvent ourselves. You know, we live in a world of fake news. We can fabricate our lives online as much as we like. And I think if you are authentic in your actions and words, and that means both online and offline, and if you keep your commitments and take responsibility for your choices, that's going to make you stand out and it builds trust. I think it's a huge uh, factor for for trust. So a really simple example, we'll use technology a lot to get out of commitments we might have made or to cancel a meeting or appointment. And we don't necessarily say the real reason why we're doing that. And I'm sure our listeners can identify with this. Even I myself can identify with it because I've probably done it. That's a thing where it's become much easier to kind of just get out of keeping a promise or keeping a commitment. So I think, you know, a life with integrity is an examined life. I think there will always be times when we behave with what seems to be a lack of integrity because we're human beings or, you know, we like to act in our own self-interests. So even that little thing about, you know, cancelling something, that is, in a, in a sense, to do with our own our own desires, our own, our own needs. And sometimes that can be down to circumstances or can be down to lashing out because of pressure we might be under or re- reacting to the pressure we might be under. So our ability to act with integrity 
I think it's demonstrated by our actions. And I think, again, it comes back to learning what triggers different responses in ourselves and our ability to be honest, apologize swiftly, put something right if it's gone wrong. So those factors are influenced by, by stress as well. So under those circumstances, it may feel you know, we have no choice but to just cancel something or, or react in a way that we, that perhaps is hurtful. So it's a choice. And I think if we think of acting without integrity as something like lying or hurting someone or being dishonest or stealing, then I think what underlies that choice is how we justify that action. So integrity, again, it's a big, big topic. But, you know, things like, you know, today's choice for, for honesty seems to be, you know, it's okay as long as you don't get caught or, or it's not that bad. Everyone else is doing it that kind of thing. Integrity is a big topic. It's a big theme. And we could talk about integrity in terms of companies, in terms of organizations, governments, presidents, people in authority. But really, uh, in terms of a skill, it's about looking at ourselves. And that's what I want to focus on is, is, is how we look at integrity within ourselves. So I want to talk about two aspects, just two. The first one is about values. And the second one's about managing time. So values, I talked at the beginning about integrity linked to what we value and integrity being about character and can character be developed? And I think it can. So I think being consistent and being honest and doing what you say you'll do and practicing that is a great start to building your your character, your integrity. And and things like having an opinion and standing up for something, not sitting on the fence. You know, think about what you value and the principles you hold dear, where, where those have come from. Some of them may be a product of your upbringing and your conditioning and may or may not be traits or characteristics that you want to keep. So knowing yourself is really important for integrity and being true to yourself and being accountable. So if you don't know yourself, if you don't know your strengths and weaknesses, if you don't know what makes you tick, it's very hard, I think, to really own your own character, your own integrity. So one good thing to do is to spend some time identifying your own values. And and again, we, we do this on our workshop. It's one of people's very favorite exercises to do because they get to spend a period of time just thinking about their own values and reflecting on their own values. And if this is something you want to do, again, if you go to our website, there is a downloadable worksheet on how to identify your values under the integrity skill of the seven skills. And some of it's asking yourself questions. So if you look at your professional life, for example, what sort of work do you do? Is this in line with your values and beliefs? If it's not, it's probably not the right environment for you. In your personal life, what sort of relationship are you in? Does this relationship enhance your life? Does it bring out the best in you and vice versa? Um, so they're quite deep questions. And, and these things are connected with integrity because it will be easier to live a life of integrity if how you live and how you work is actually aligned to to what you value, to your inner compass. Very interesting. Okay, that all makes perfect sense to me. I can I can see how values are connected with integrity, but what does time management have to do with it? <laughs> well, yes, indeed. What does it have to do with integrity? It's a good question. Well, I talked earlier about keeping promises and commitments and how easy it is to not do that. And so, you know, these days we, we think nothing, we really do think nothing of changing something at the last minute. You know, we don't really think about the other person in that situation that we may have let down. We don't even necessarily think about it as letting someone down because we'll justify it. So, you know, you may find that you, you know, more and more appointments or meetings come with a last minute call or a last minute text or an email, either saying I'm going to be late uh, or a change of plan or I'm not coming. And if it's not you sending those texts, you're probably on the receiving end of them. 
you know, you probably have received something like this and can identify with, with what I'm saying. And this is, of course, because we can. You know, our lifestyle, uh, our reliance on technology encourages this and, and justifies it, you know, makes it okay. And the same thing is true of multitasking. So we love what we think of as multitasking as we hurtle through our lives, you know, getting everything done. And, and social media and smartphones are creating a very strong tidal pull towards this kind of behaviour. It's actually known as polychronic behaviour. And at least two generations already have been taught to process information in this way, rather than chronologically and in sequence. So we don't tend to do that as much as we may be used to. And a lot of this is linked to our mobile devices, because they're always on, they're interrupting us with notifications about what other people are doing, what other people are saying, as well as everything else that's going on. So this this makes us want to switch more between tasks, uh, which is actually not very good. So time management um, helps you, helps you with perhaps being a bit more accountable and a bit more responsible. So I think use a different approach or think about what you use at the moment. Resist this overscheduling. Really think about what's happening before you start your, your week and what you can realistically achieve in that week and estimating times realistically. Most tasks actually take longer than we think they will. So slowing down a bit, planning your week, planning your day, getting up earlier, being more intentional. These things will, will help you to be more thoughtful about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and why you suddenly feel you've got to cancel something at the last moment. So it's just something to, to think about. So I think time management and how you manage your time can help you with your integrity that's great i'd never made that connection before but now of course it makes perfect sense what are some of the things that i can do that will help me to live with a bit more integrity in my life so yes there are some things that you can try doing immediately uh, perhaps this afternoon or this evening or tomorrow so the first thing is to take more responsibility so we find it really easy to claim responsibility when things go well but it's much harder when they don't go so well but if you are truly responsible you'll accept that either way so next time and hopefully you know hopefully it's not going to be immediately but it might be but next time you take on a project this is about being a hundred percent responsible for the outcome not just a little bit not not just you and others but you know the whole thing own it own it good or bad and Starting by being more accountable, so keeping promises, do things that you that you said you would do, make commitments, stick to those commitments. So the more you do that, the easier it will become to do, and it will become more enjoyable because your relationships, your whether they're personal relationships or professional relationships, will benefit from you keeping your promises. So start with little things and go from there. The second thing is to be boring. Okay, that should be easier for some people than others, but. <laughs> It may well be, but it's about being consistent and predictable. We live in a world of rapid change, lots of uncertainty, roller coaster lifestyles. So if you're consistent and you're reliable and predictable, these are actually very positive attributes and they will be noticed and they demonstrate integrity. So use it, be boring. Every <laughs> chance you get, be boring. So the third is values. They'll, these will be unique things that you value and that are important to you. So the third thing you can do is identify your own values. The best way to do this is probably to use our downloadable worksheet because it goes into a lot of detail. These are quite in-depth questions. But the first step is simply to write them down and to come up with a, a big list of things that make you happy or make you angry or make you sad or give you energy. So just think about those things that, that do that and write them down and then think about what the value is behind that. So one example here is that um, 
let's say a situation that frustrates you, maybe someone you work with is, is unfocused, maybe they're distracted, or they're taking personal calls, and they should be working that kind of thing. And this actually makes you angry, you, you don't like this. And it may be it makes you angry because you are a team player, and you are you value um, being results orientated. It could be one of those things that you actually value. Or another example might be your partner comes home from work early and surprises you by saying, Ray, I'm going to take you out for dinner. Now, this could annoy you because you value predictability, or it could make you happy because you love spontaneity. Yeah. So it's just thinking about the things that kind of make you tick. But it's a big exercise. So if you really want to get into the values side of things, I would definitely recommend downloading that worksheet and getting into it in more detail. Some great advice there, Emma Sue. Thank you. Uh, I think that's about it for today's episode. Uh, Yes. Yes, it is. And this podcast will continue to introduce the skills and then look at some of the deeper aspects of them, exploring more about how we can really apply them in our day-to-day lives. We're going to be continuing to explore tools like mindfulness, uh, time management. There's a lot that we can do there in terms of more more detail around time management, Um, how things like great morning routines can really help you with these seven skills. And we'll continue to interview some wonderful field experts, um, people who specialize in happiness, positive psychology, education, who'll be talking about their take on these seven skills and why they're important and how they use them in their own lives. And of course, the best place to find out more about these seven skills and all of these things that I talk about is the book, Seven Skills of the Future, out in all major bookstores and online, published by Pearson Business. And if you want more worksheets or tasters or webinars or or other resources then do sign up for membership to the Unimentor website you can sign up as a trainer if you're interested in using more of these skills with your learners you can also just sign up as someone who just wants to develop their own soft skills so thank you very much for listening and looking forward to seeing you on the next episode bye for now 